Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? I am J.D. Tierney, the founder of Southpaw's Tales of the Barstool and owner of Southpaw Laser Concepts. As always, I have my beautiful and hot wife sitting to my right, your left. Um, I don't know if it's your left, but she's over here. What do you have to say, Miss Lady? Hi, I'm Kat. I'm J.D.'s wife. And uh, y'all may be here for the ghost stories, but I'm here for the booze. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The horrible dad jokes have already started. <laughs> I could have said that JD's here for the boobs, but oh, I well, did. everybody knows that I'm there for the boobs. I even We've wore got... an appropriate shirt today just so you could stay away from those boobs. He keeps touching my ass, though, people. He's got a thing about my ass. Hey, now. I paid for that ass, and she signed it away when that marriage certificate and the fine print says I can touch that ass anytime I want. I have the same thing, but with that dick. That dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for those of you that are watching for the first time, this is South Paul's Tales of the Barstool. It is a well-choreographed train wreck and shit show. Uh, what we love yes, to do is. is that we love to talk to people off the clock. We don't want to talk about their business. We don't want to talk about the latest no. course that they've created, um, whatever 501c3 that they're running. No, off the clock, behind the scenes, off the influence. We don't care how many millions you made. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. What else is new? Share a drink with us. That's and what we want. And uh, so tonight, just give you a little teaser, is uh, the haunted hour. It may or may not be an hour, depending on how y'all's interaction is. Tonight is all about hearing y'all's stories. Um, your story specifically, we want to bring you on. Um, but it's going to be whatever you have experienced as far as the paranormal. It doesn't have to just be ghosts. I mean, if you saw some crazy shit at Skinwalker Ranch when you visited, tell us about that. Exactly. Um, if you were visited by aliens and they probed your butthole, I want to hear all Jamie has a little knot behind his ear and he keeps telling me he was abducted by aliens as a kid and they left a sensor in there. Pretty sure it's a BB or a lymph node or something stupid. But either way, he's been telling that story to our kids and they're scared to well, shit to go well, outside the thing at is, night. They couldn't probe my butt because my asshole's too tight. So they just put it behind my ear. No, like, it's Fuck not. It. I give up on this dude. I've been in that asshole. It's not that tight. <laughs> she has. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was a bad day. And, and I, it I, slips. I, it slips. I still felt dirty after I showered. It slips. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on tonight's, um, Special sponsors. drink. No, oh, not the sponsors. You awesome. gotta make you gotta make our drink before we can That's do the right. sponsors. That's right. So, That's right. Oh, well, and I want to bring up the fact that as you haven't brought it up, this is step one. This is part one. Part two is coming in Halloween. So the week of Halloween, we'll do a part two of the haunted hour. This is kind of a buildup. This is about the time of year we bring all our Halloween decorations down and start working on them. Yes, it takes three months to get our Halloween decorations fixed and operational and everything. We have animatronics, it's a big deal. So we bring them down about this time, stage them in our garage, start working on them. So we wanted to share some stories with y'all, hear y'all's stories, but we're keeping our good stories for the week of Halloween. Make me a drink, woman. Go fuck. Oh, I'll put something in your mouth. That's what I'll do. All right, people. So what we're working on tonight put is called... <laughs> <laughs> My mom's probably watching. Your mom's a saint. If, she... <laughs> if she's watching, if she's I love watching. your mom. She's a saint. So what we're making tonight is called a nightmare on Bourbon Street. So we had to modify it a little bit. And the only thing we did differently is it also comes with... Um, hard apple cider well we're not doing hard apple cider because we don't have it and i forgot to get it it's my fault i'm sorry i'm ghetto don't care so instead of doing that we just amped up how much of the hot apple cider we're doing so 
It starts with dusting the rim with cinnamon and sugar, which I've already done, and then making your hot apple cider, which is already in these cups. While she's getting those up, uh, just a reminder, as soon as we get to a 1,000 followers on the Facebook page, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We are less than 30 people from doing the giveaway. Less than 30. Go ahead and get those next ingredients up. Awesome. And- so next is, and I have crap, I have stickiness all over my hands, and I'm praying it's from the drink. Ha ha! Next is lemon juice. One ounce of lemon juice in each. Ba-bing! Ba-bow! Next! Next is maple syrup. So I got us the maple syrup here. Some scissor. So this is some, it, it's real <laughs> maple syrup, so it's a lot thicker. So, oh, there you go. It's the tasty Canadian stuff. It, it has a maple leaf on the label. So, so we know it's legit. It's like from a tree or something. Okay. Next is a ground ginger. Pink. Bink, she bink. says. I keep saying bink, don't I? Oh, I'm going to make all crazy ass noises. So how much is it? A Did you say crazy ass noises? Crazy <laughs> ass noises. <laughs> <laughs> you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Crazy ass noises here. Bink. All right, next is... Where's the most important part? Cinnamon. That cinnamon's not the most important part. Shut the fuck up. Next is cinnamon. I love you. Don't fuck with me. You pay me for this pretty mouth. That did not. That sounded way better in my head. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What was that? My love. That's horrible. That was, <laughs> Look, I don't get. Can to, y'all just can y'all just forget that that no, last 15 no, seconds happened? No, no. Oh, I'm never going to live that one down. That's that. Uh, speaking of hauntings, it's going to haunt my <laughs> dreams. OK, one and a half ounces of uh, bourbon. And we're using a. Uh, Regional oh, bourbon. It's called uh, Texas Barrel Proof. I was drinking this stuff on St. Patty's Woo! Day. I had like three whiskey sours and started feeling really good. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized that it was uh, almost 60% ABV. No wonder. Okay, so we pre-gamed. Wait, well, did you give yourself extra? Nine? I didn't fill mine all the way up like I did yours. So I gave myself a little, a little love. Oh, hey, you better give me some extra love. Look, hey, more. Mother. Hey, I'm going to fuck that mouth if you don't stop that shit. (laughs) So as you can see, things have already gone off the rails today. This is awesome. Uh, While she's stirring that up. uh, Yeah, just a quick reminder. We are going to be doing the giveaway as soon as we reach a thousand members. We're less than 30. Uh, One of the things we're giving away is this cool handmade soap by Marine veteran Joe Palacios. He owns uh, Maxwell Soaps. Uh, His tagline is don't be nasty. This one is orange sage. Really good stuff. I use this shit. It, it's your skin. It's good. You know how like when you when you come back from the dentist and you can like feel the your, clean. Your like your your tongue like squeaks across your yes, teeth. Yes, yes. It's you the squeaky use this clean. So you get squeaky clean with it's it. And there's clean. there's no of that funky chemical bullshit. It's all yeah. Badass. And it's subtle. It's not like an overwhelming scent, which I really appreciate. Like JD has this uh what do you call it? That um that beard oil you use, it's a sandalwood. Sandalwood is the same. At least what he has in sandalwood is the same. Where it's masculine, but it's it's subtle and it's not like, pow, I'm a fucking man. It's like, a, hey, I'm going to like sweep you off your britches later. It's, it's like, like very, very subtle. It's like, like, it's like it. bathing in Barry Manilow instead of bathing in Kid Rock. <laughs> 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 so, so let's try this shit out. Dink. Dink. 
Oh, that is tasty. It is so warm. good. That is like a, that is a legit, like autumn October drink. Autumn yes, drink. I agree. Uh, another thing we're going to be giving away is some branded whiskey stones here in this beautiful uh, bamboo case. And we're also going to be giving uh, five hats away. Yep. So there's all kinds Made of free shit. And all you got to do. Southpaw, four Southpaw, four, y'all. We're going to sign the bills on the inside. I might even write you a little crazy ass letter. Like, if you can't handle the sass, you can't handle this ass. Boom. I, I can barely handle the sass. <laughs> the ass, I got on lock, though. Uh, with that, we're going to go good and start okay. moving forward okay, here. Let's look. go ahead and. Uh, yeah, hey, we need to move forward here. Let's move <laughs> to our sponsors. We are sponsored by, of course, South Poly Laser Concepts, a company that I own, uh, specializing in custom laser engraved leather patch products for you, your business, or event. We specialize in the leather patched hats, uh, beanies, keychains, koozies, wine totes, and anything else I can slap leather on. I love burning shit with lasers. That I do. That is the one thing that I do for JD that he actually kind of pays me sometimes for. Not really, like not in cash, but I get perks. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. I give her, I give like her fridge that. benefits. Like yeah. I, I refill the beer fridge. And, <laughs> fridge benefits. Yeah, fridge benefits. Fridge benefits. <laughs> uh, you can find us at uh, getsouthpaw.com. I'll, uh, I'll take a little more of these benefits than that benefit. Okay, we got to move forward here. We're like ten minutes into this. I bet. So, all right, you can find us at facebook.com/slash uh, Facebook. Uh, oh my god, you got me all fucked up. Facebook.com/slash Southpaw Laser Concepts. Um, <laughs> You can email us at info at getsouthpaw.com or you can go to getsouthpaw.com. You can call us at 361-994-4243. Our next sponsor is Nick Carpenter, who is the founder of Legion of Loan Officers. He also has a book out called uh, The Loan Officer Strategy Guide. You can get a free copy of that at loanofficerstrategyguide.com. Uh, you just pay a small shipping and handling fee. Um, I personally use this, even though I'm not in the real estate industry, just because the sales techniques and the techniques of getting leads, and not just leads, but leads that pay, is phenomenal and you, can, and you can transpose it to any industry that you're in. You can also find them at facebook.com slash legion loan officers. They have a great community of people there that are always willing to help out, uh, drop some huge knowledge bombs and, and just great all around people. And when um, we have part two, we're going to try to get Nick Carpenter on here. He's got some great paranormal stories. So um, we have a new sponsor tonight. This is OMOG construction Woo! owned and operated by, uh, by, um, Marine veteran Seth Knox and Matt Anders. They are a general contracting company in the greater Houston area. They focus on concrete. It could be residential, industrial, commercial. No job is too big or too small for these guys. You can find them at omogco.com or facebook.com omogco. Thank you for your patronage. And uh, Instagram at omogco. And funny story, this is going to make, be really, really funny for the people that live in Texas Real funny. or know any kind of slang Spanish whatsoever. But OMG um, means one Mexican, one huero. And huero is white, people. white dude. In, in Spanish, huero is white dude. So yeah. their name is literally one Mexican, one an abbreviation white for one Mexican, one white dude. It's beautiful. It's funny. So it's hilarious. Welcome to the you. family. That's enough of sponsors. Let's move forward because it is time. So here's our haunted hour tonight. Turn off the OMG one. I'm working on that. Um, before we get going, if you are uh, live in the comments, make sure you go to streamyard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name. Uh, we already have one person in the green room that we're going to be bringing online shortly to tell his ghost story. But tonight is all about your ghost stories. We want you guys to call us <laughs> or us call you. Uh, we do have the uh, ability to, she dusted my rim. I dusted his rim, tongue. David. I dusted it. It's it's sweet. <laughs> it's squeaky clean. You heard him. 
<laughs> but yeah, we want to hear your ghost stories. We, we want do. you to call in. We want you to come on the live stream. Um, if you're interested, we can send you that invite information to where you can be on the uh, live stream real quick. Uh, you can message me in, in Facebook, your phone number. We can call you. We already have a couple of other guests lined up, yes, but we, do. we don't want to monopolize the time here. We want it to be about you guys. We're going to kind of prime the pump a little bit with, with some of the experiences we and have. And then we're going to bring on our first uh, green room guest, Mr. Poe, who's sitting there. And you poor man, you've had to listen to this whole thing. And I've seen your smiles and I've seen you laughing. We're, we're you have no clue what you signed up for. <laughs> It's going to be good. So uh, JD and I personally uh, are skeptics, but we believe it's not like we don't believe Skeptical in the paranormal. Skeptical believer is the term there I like go. to use. Yeah, we don't believe that. When I tell my ghost story, I believe it 100%. When I hear yours, I think you're full of shit. I'm not like that. I'm just saying that there's some stuff that can be explained and you should really be thinking about that when you do have a paranormal experience is trying to, I hate to say debunk because I know they use that a lot, but find a logical reason for it first. And then if there is no logical reason, then it is paranormal. That's the definition of paranormal. Yeah. not. So, and I'm sorry. I like, like one thing that gets me is God, I'm all sticky. these. I got. I got syrup uh, all a little over my uh, everything. Little pre-show party we had. Mm-mm-mm. You're gonna uh, be licking uh, maple syrup off of. It. Oh my god! Will you get on? T- <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus, it's like wrangling <laughs> fucking cats here. Literally. Cat. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so one of the things it's it's um, I, I I really have a hard time believing in orbs. Like everybody, like I caught orbs. No, you caught fucking dust. It was some kind of a reflection. There, I'd, I'd say one out of every thousand Ooh. orb pictures has the potential to be something paranormal. Um, outside of that, it's just going to be something that's very easily explained. I don't give a shit if you have a show with 50 million followers or you just happen to snap something on your phone. If it's an orb, it's fucking dust. Get over Except your shit. We actually saw an orb caught on video and camera that went through like onto the other side of a door frame. Okay, look, that's not dust. When yeah, you're seeing par- said, it partially occluded by a door frame, that's that's bigger than a piece of dust, people. I just said, you know, one sorry. one in every thousand has the potential to be something real. Um we have personally had experiences. You had some as a kid, didn't you? No, no. As a kid, like I'm I I might have that might have been some of the memory that I lost in the in the wreck, but as a kid, I think the only thing that really scared me was the theme song to uh, Your Unsolved Mysteries. Your friend's house at the end of the street was haunted. Oh! Yeah! See, that's I why completely I'm forgot here. about that's that. Yeah, growing up, it was... Man, I was only like 11 years old. And you know when you're that age, you, you have a, a, a kid move in in the neighborhood and you meet and you're in the same grade. So because they're new, you're new to them, you're instantly best friends. Like, Of course. Boxes aren't even unpacked and you're fucking crashing... <laughs> Spending the night over there, you know, and we stayed the night. And this this house was always rumored to be haunted. Um, Still, just is. because it was the only two story house in the entire like four or five blocks in any direction. So of course that one had to be the scary one. And Amityville ish. Yeah, and, and got it. So I stayed the night there, and I didn't know anything about a lot of the the movies and what people are supposed to feel and and all the stuff that, that's very common knowledge now because of all the television shows and podcasts and everything about paranormal activities. I didn't know any of this. So uh, we were sitting there, we were playing Nintendo and I'll never forget it. We we're playing Excite Bike. Like this is old school Nintendo. Because Wait, you know what the fuck that is? You're old. Go fuck yourself. Oh, sorry. And and it was weird because we we're playing and, and I kept feeling like somebody was watching me. And if I turned my head, the feeling 
was always behind me. No matter which direction I turned, it was always behind me. It was omnidirectional. It was omnipresent. Omnipotent. And it it freaked me out so badly that at 11 years old, and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And when you're 11, 11 is fucking late. I said 11 a lot. 11, 11, 11, 11. (laughs) (laughs) I actually ended up leaving the sleepover and going home and just like crying myself to sleep because I was like, fucking freaked out and i didn't go to that house again for in in kid time it was like 20 years but in real life it was like two or three weeks what was uh what was one of your early experiences with the paranormal so my parents we bought a ranch when i was uh probably in kinder for going into first grade around that time frame uh we moved into our lake house while we uh um got the property set up and everything and ready um Moved into a tiny two-bedroom house. And when you've got four kids, that's six people living in a two-bedroom ranch house. It's tiny. So one year for Christmas, my dad like gave my mom blueprints for a house. He built her a house on the other side of the property. About the time they were building the house, they tear down this half-burnt-through 1800s house that had been on the property since for 100 years ago, at least. Um, long fucking time. And uh, they tore it down to put up a rig. So we were drilling for oil on our property. And about that time, we started having some interesting things happen at the ranch house. And then when we moved into uh, the new house, that's when it really started happening. And uh, I would say I thought it was just me. Um, It was certain times, very specific times during the day, you would see a man in a white shirt walking past the front windows. But then when they'd get to the door, like I thought my dad was home every time when he'd get to the door, the door never opened because he wasn't there. It wasn't him. Um, At night, you would hear someone walking up and down our stairs. You'd hear him talking. Um, I locked my door at night. I would sleep with a fan, anything to drown out the sound because I wasn't sleeping well. Well, I had posters moved in my room and, you know, things like that. I, I, I could hear him talking. I could hear him calling my name. It was a man, um, same man. I'm assuming that was walking past our front doors one night. I even called JD freaking out because I could hear it. Something I ran into my parents' room because there was a lot happening and I had all the doors locked in the house. And I was a teenager at the time. I was 18 years old dating JD because he's a pedophile. And um, (laughs) so I called him because I was freaking out because I was like, if I'm downstairs, I'm hearing shit upstairs. If I'm upstairs, I'm hearing shit downstairs. And I was freaking out. So I closed myself in my parents' room because my dad has guns there. And I'm like, I don't know how to shoot a gun, but I'm going to figure it out real fast. So I call him. I can hear it dragging something across the hard, the, the tile flooring through our downstairs. And I'm trying to look underneath the door and I don't see shit. So every experience I had, I would tell my parents about it. My mom's kind of a believer. My dad's absolutely not. Now I think he's kind of getting there because he's he's had experiences now, but he didn't up until this time. Um, And every time I would tell my parents, my dad would say the same thing. It's between your ears. It's the same fucking thing he would say about every dude I dated when he thought he was stupid. And like, oh, it must be all between his ears. huh? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. It's real funny. I'm kind of seeing him. Hey, joke's on you, Dan. I've been between her legs. Oh, wow. Mm. And my parents watched Check this and show. mate. He's got me pregnant five times. You knew this, right? Like, I mean, he's not saying anything you didn't know. So, so yeah. So I would say that was most of the experiences was after they tore down that house, I would have experiences growing up with the same ghosts with, uh, like I said, at first you could just hear him whispering and it was nonsense, but eventually it became where he learned our names. So years later, 
I was talking to my sisters about it and sure as shit where they having the same fucking experiences and kept going to my parents. My parents told them the same fucking thing. So now as adults, we can talk about it. And as adults, we can relate with each other. And we all grew up with this ghost in our house. And it wasn't malicious. It didn't do anything bad. It just scared the fuck out of us because we're kids, you know. But it's nice as adults to be able to bond with my sisters because of these exact same experiences. Like to the T, the guy in the white shirt. Exactly. JD even saw him when he stayed over. Oh, yeah. By the way, mom and dad, when we were dating and you were out of town, he stayed over. You can't do anything. What do you do? Ground me now? I I never did that, Dan. We didn't have sex in your bedroom. That's all you need to know. We didn't have sex in your we didn't have sex in the bedroom. No. No. We never had sex in your bedroom. There are certain things, regardless how bad a boy you are, there's just certain things that are just off limits. They did have a king size bed though. We probably should have gone to town on that. But I have it's fine. But just to do a quick reset, man. We we not only want to want you to hear our stories, but if you want to come on the air and tell us your stories. Your sister, um, we're gonna call her. By all means, put it in the comments and and we will shoot you a message to get your phone number and we'll give you a call. Um, without further ado, I want to bring our first guest on, Mr. Chris Poe. He's going to tell us some stories about where he grew up and um, switch the phone. I'm there you gonna, go. That guy. Damn it, but yeah, we're going to bring Poe on. And I just heard his uh, part of his story earlier today. So you're going to hear oh, a lot yeah. of... Uh, I have to add you. Hello, What's going Poe? on? What's up? What's up? What's up? You guys are so <laughs> awesome for having me here. I don't know how you first of all you gave away your age there jd did you say you were afraid of tales of the crypt or something like that, that no was, it was no, tales, you of the no, tales of the crypt was great unsolved mysteries to this day their theme song makes me piss myself and hide under my blanket oh my God, JD, JD still has a thing about I'm, sleeping next I, to the I'm window sure. because of it yeah Oh my yeah. God, guys! So look, you know, I I don't have much hair left, but I go back to the Exorcist. <laughs> like I remember the Exorcist, like kind of when it came out, and that show freaked me the hell out. I mean, the Exorcist was the absolute scariest show I've ever seen in my life. To this day, I still don't watch it. I'm almost fifty. Oh wow! Yeah, that that one doesn't bother me, but but Unsolved Mysteries that scares me. Wait, are you talking about a show or the movie? The Exorcist. The, the movie. Oh, God. The, the movie, Look, the exorcist. Uh, she throws up me, the, 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 the piece. Yes. It took me three times yeah. before I got through that movie. Three fucking times. I'm not, I look, I'm not scared of most movies, but I don't fuck with that devil shit. Like, I'm sorry. No, uh-uh. no I'm too man. white for that. You know, I, I can actually pinpoint the time in my life where I used to be scared of everything. Like, I was a fucking bitch. Shark in the pool scared? Yeah, shark in the Whoa. pool scared. Yeah. And, and but it was yeah, during yeah. my first deployment, like I was that old before I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm really not scared of anything except for dolls. Fuck dolls. He's scared of dolls. Oh, yeah. Porcelain right. dolls freak me sure. the fuck out. So, so yeah, going up in, my uh, daughter, uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. My daughter's the same way with the porcelain dolls, but you know, there was a time in my life when I was scared of everything too. I was afraid of heights when I was a kid. Right. So I would go to the top of the John Hancock in Boston, which is where I'm from. And we go on like a school field trip. I was in third grade. Some kid would come over and go, hey, Chris, come over, look out the window. I would fall flat on the floor. Like, don't touch me. Right. So I had that sort of phobia until I went to basic training and the drill instructor told me, get off my tower, you know, on the rope. I was gone. Never had a fear of heights after that. 
But look, let me tell you about let me tell you about something. I, I know we were talking earlier. I, I was going to tell you about uh, Cry Baby Bridge. You know, a lot of people have this sort of story where you can hear cry, uh, babies crying underneath of a bridge. So I was actually born in rural Ohio, about a I'd say about an hour northwest of Columbus. And I'm going to take these off so they don't glare. So. You know, they got Amish country and they got bridges out there. So a lot of people probably heard about babies crying under a bridge. And I said, oh, well, that's not bad. Um, it happened to me when we were a kid, me and my cousins. We were out with my aunt. We went over to Cry Baby Bridge. Me and my cousin were trying to scare all the other kids. We go down under the bridge. What do we hear? Baby crying. Baby I shit you not. Oh. I shit you not. I shit you not. And it was in the shadow underneath. Now, was no, it somebody no, no, there? No. Were they, were they playing? Yeah. But was somebody fucking no, with you it or was, was like, legit? I don't think so. We're out in the middle of freaking nowhere. There's no other vehicles for miles. Yeah. And so the story, the story was that, you know, um, that there was like an Amish family. You can look it up. It's in the newspapers and stuff where um, I, I guess it was a teenage girl. She fell in love with a regular, you know, modern high school kid. She got pregnant. Western society. Yeah. Get, oh, totally. And so they had to get rid of the baby. So, oh. yes, we heard a baby cry under the bridge. There's a cemetery in Ohio. I looked it up before I called you. It's called the Sloan Yelverton Cemetery. Now, as you travel down this old country road in Ohio, there's a county road, but there's a bend. It sort of winds off. So, and the cemetery crosses both sides. There's a statue of an angel right in the middle, the biggest statue in the middle. At night, doesn't matter as long as the sun is down. If you travel straight ahead, that, that statue is staring at you as you're coming down the road. But when you make that 90-degree right-hand turn to go down that road, you can watch that statue Oh, turn. shit. It literally turns. And if you oh, look at the it? fucking rearview mirror, the statue is looking at you like 90 degrees. Like 45 degrees or like how far? Like 90, like a full oh, shit. 90 so it's like the actual statue is turning. It's not like one of those optical illusion of the eyes oh, following you. It's like a legit. Like the head turns. And it, stuff. It, it couldn't be. I, I the whole the whole thing turns, and I oh. remember looking in the rear because I was like, "This is bullshit. This is bullshit. There's no freaking way." I looked in the rear view mirror, and the fucking thing is staring at you, ninety oh. degrees a different direction. No bullshit. Oh, I have. Goosebumps. That's freaking weird. Weird. 90 degrees. That's quite a, I mean, that's, that's not like it's angled and then you're going to see it. I mean, if it was like 45 degrees, like, all right, she might just cool. be angled. It, it, it's awesome that, that like every area or region has its own place that, that I'm not going to say is the same, but has that, that lore and that luster, like for oh, the, yeah. for the crying bridge, um, in, 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 Texas, we have the the La, La Reona, which La is Reona. the crying lady. Yes, and similar story. A poor lady couldn't feed her kids. Ended up killing her kids in the river, drowning them in the river because um, she couldn't afford to feed and them. And then walked didn't up, want them to um, starve to death. Yeah, walked up and down the river to the day she died, crying in mourning, looking for them. Okay, look, three and rivers. Now, but there's there's different versions of the story depending on what region you go to. And so three rivers, Texas. I'm calling y'all out, people. I'm sure there's someone out there from three rivers have a troll man who lives underneath the bridge there, which is whatever. They believe it, though. And they swear they've all seen it, that there's this troll man who lives underneath the bridge. Okay, that, mm, Lala Rona, maybe, because I, you know what? 
I've I've had personal like friends personally tell me that they've heard this lady crying and seen her and whatever. But come on, a troll man. Um, what's the other the in San Antonio, which is yeah. where I stationed? That's a good one. Yeah. What's up, Bo? What's up, Bo? No. Well, I was going to say, were you? Are you Army? Who? Me? Him? No, I was Chair Force. JD. Yeah. Were, were you? Okay, you were Air Force. Force. I was Chair Force, yeah. In the Army, you were, yeah, Kat was just talking about the trolls. Yes. In the Army, if you got any people from the Army watching that were ever stationed in Hawaii with the 25th ID, I've always wanted to go there and, and I don't believe it, but they all freaking swear by it. Out there they're when trolls? they were training in the backcountry, they're, they're, they're called Menahunis. And I'll it, say it again. I mean, it's like a Hawaiian, Hawaiian like lore type it's, thing. It's a Hawaiian sort of magic midget that oh. the soldiers literally, the soldiers literally say, look, you'll be out there. You'll be pulling guard duty. You'll have like some gear and you'll see somebody running by. Huh. And then if you've got gear nearby, like your poncho liner, your canteen, stuff like that, periodically it just goes missing. These Manahunis are out there running around stealing soldier stuff with the 25th ID out in out. So in it's like a Hawaiian version of like pygmies or something. Yeah, it's it's a fictional character that people <laughs> believe exists, kind of like you know the the pygmies, the the leprechauns, an honest JD, politician. JD honestly believes in sock trolls. <laughs> oh yeah, sock trolls exist. They steal your left socks all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Oompa Loompas out there stealing stuff and scaring soldiers in the middle of the Wait night. A minute. It's crazy. Yeah. Wait a minute. On behalf of all the Oompa Loompas, all right, we don't steal shit, okay? <laughs> we're gonna sing a we're gonna sing a song we're about sing this. About your demise, but we don't steal Oompa, shit. Oompa, stupidy. Um the last you thing I'll say, of- JD, and then we can we can move on. Yeah. The last thing I'll the last story I'll tell you. So my father joined the Navy uh, in 1969. All my family were Navy men. My grandfather served in World War II. He was stationed in Charlestown, uh, just outside of Boston, Charlestown, Massachusetts. That's where he met my mother at, a, at an Armed Forces YMCA at a dance. When I was about 12, we were having, I don't know, we went to visit my grandparents. We're all talking about memories. What's your earliest memory? And I said, Dad, you know, I can remember you had a big green car that me and mom used to come pick you up in. And I remember being so small that I couldn't see over the dash. But what I do remember seeing is the guard shack with some sort of soldier and and like aluminum blinds. And my mother would park there. She would get out, go talk to that soldier or whatever he was. Turns out he's a Marine. And ask, you know, when you were coming off of duty. And then she'd come back to the car and we'd wait for you. Now, that was real interesting and real cute for for me to remember being small enough to not see over the dash until my parents told me, it's like, how do you remember that? I said, what do you mean? They said, dad got out of the Navy in 1971. You weren't born until 72. Oh, shit. I had a memory. I have a memory. I have a memory of going with my mother to pick up my father when he was in the Navy in Charlestown but I wasn't born for a year later. And that memory was in my head when I was 12. Holy that is shit. fucking nuts. That's what crazy. Up? 
That is one of the no coolest idea. stories. Because that that's not ghosts. That's just like. No, that's just paranormal, though, which is exactly what this is supposed to be weird, about. That's, that's weird shit. Good, it's weird good shit. Good for that's you. Fucking, Holy shit. You just. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Damn. That's freaking so nuts. For, for everybody that's watching, if you want to come on and tell your ghost stories just like Poe and we are, uh, make a comment. We're going to be calling um, Kathy here shortly. I want to talk about the. Uh, the haunted railroad tracks in, in San Antonio, which when you brought up the, the statue, you know, every area has kind of its own little haunted spot. San Antonio has railroad tracks. And, and the story is that a busload of kids got hit by the train, killed all of them. And if you go um, and you put your vehicle in neutral, you park them right on the tracks. The tracks are between your front and your rear tires. You put uh, baby powder on the trunk. Your car will roll over the tracks and there'll be fingerprints all over. It's, and it's the, the ghost kids yeah. pushing you off so you don't have the same demise. All the streets there are named after kids that were supposedly killed during this accident. Now, a lot of studies have found this to be bullshit. Yeah, it, it's, it an optical, it, it's, it's an optical illusion. Yeah, it's um, you're actually going downhill. The way the surrounding is makes it look like you're going uphill. Yeah. Um, it's just the, the slightest of inclines. Um However, we when I was stationed there, we would go there and we'd fuck with people. And, and then there was an abandoned asylum about a mile from there. And this building, I'm going to paint you a picture. It's, it's in the middle of cornfields or wheat fields, whatever the season was, is what they grew there. Um, it was all farmland around it. And it was a three-story cube with only windows on the first story. Brick. Just a giant fucking cube. Already ominous, creepy, especially when you're yeah. out there half lit yeah. on, on 99 cent 40s. And we talked um, about this asylum <laughs> in the past because we almost got arrested going there. I was getting there. <laughs> but we had gone there a few times. And, and most of the times we we're there, I think we spooked ourselves more than anything that was physically or metaphysically there. Um, but it was eerie. You go inside all the, uh, metaphysically that was oh, yeah. hot. That's the, that's the 15 cent word for the day. Oh, it, it works. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you go inside all the, all the office furniture, the chairs, the, the filing cabinets, desks, everything's still there covered in cobwebs, just like you would see in every quintessential every horror, movie horror flick ever. And, and we were there and the air was thick, uh, but again, there's no circulation in here. So it's, in hindsight, it's very easy to, to understand why it just seemed thick. Yeah. Plus your nerves, the anxiety. Absolutely. First story, creepy. We get to the second story. It just, now there's no ambient lighting at all. So it's only the lights that we have. You're hearing sounds from every direction. It could be a rat. It could be Satan himself. You don't fucking know. <laughs> so we're freaking each other out. We're freaking ourselves out. Uh, we Satan, go up to the third Satan story. Has nothing better to do than scare a bunch of dickheads when <laughs> it was an off day. Huh. So, but we're, I was the first one up the stairs going to the third story. We're, we're walking up the stairs and I crest and I get like one foot off the stair and this office chair, rolling chair just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't stick around to see if it was oh, a bum or asshole. a because yeah, that's all that everybody else saw of me was my asshole and my elbows as I sprinted. <laughs> I crowd surfed over them to get down the stairs. 
And I was outside smoking before they could even come That's out true. and figure out what was going yeah. on. And then to top it all That's off, true. since I'd already shit myself, the farmer next door found out that we were there and came out blasting his 12 gauge. So now I'm pissing myself in on my already shit stained pants. So it was just, it was a great evening. Oh, please tell me more. I had children with you. <laughs> oh, you know, let's you know get your motor going. But uh, so, so when Kat and I were dating. Wait, which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when we were dating, he was. I took her there. He took me there. <laughs> but not? they put up a prison on the property. So there were signs posted, you will be arrested for trespassing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I didn't give a shit. I was underage. She was, of course, of age, like I, I said. She was of legal age, just not legal age to drink. He could bang me. He just couldn't give me alcohol, but he gave Thank me you. alcohol. So we're on this back road. We're already two sheets to the wind, not three sheets yet. And he's like, I'm going to take you here. We're going to we're going to go to this haunted asylum. Awesome. There's like three other cars on this road. Whatever. We got pulled over. A cop stopped everybody. Well, he looks at us and he's like, what are you doing here? And we're like, we're lost. We're not from here. And it was really JD because I was sitting there like chewing grass, sucking pennies, anything I could do to pass a breathalyzer test under age. And this guy's fucking smart as balls. He's like, we're, we're lost. We got turned around. We saw the signs where we're just trying to get in a place where we could turn around. Yeah, I'm and, trying to get at my friend's house. They gave me horrible directions. Yeah. This is back before there was he, like GPS on your cell phone. The closest his friends like even generic address or he made it up whatever it fucking worked he looked at his id and it said beville texas he goes get the fuck out of here everybody else he arrested yeah the other five cars were all going to jail that night but, but JD somehow got us out of it because yeah he's fucking just ooh, just very quick and so, i was very impressed right right before we call kathy i want to bring up a couple of comments that were brought up uh mark no, ramsey no, 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 no. i want to call says that uh Stop. take it off take Menahonies. it off, take it off. I want to call Mark about this. I want him to explain it. Okay, well then, fine. I'll take that shit down. Thank you, Mark. Mark, you're going to we'll be on the call Kathy. after uh, Kathy, if you don't mind, unless you put in the comments and say don't fucking call me, then I won't call. But we're going to go and bring <laughs> Kathy up here. Okay. So, Paul, we're going to bring Kathy, that's JD's sister, out here to tell her story. Leave him up. He can be part of the uh... right on. Yeah, I'm good. Hello. Hey, what's going on, sister? Hey, gorgeous. Hello. So you <laughs> are live on South Pause Tells from the Barstool. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, you know, since you're my brother, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of weird. Are you like, <laughs> wah, wah, it's just my brother's show. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yeah, go fuck yourself, JD. Tell, me, uh, to do. tell me when you get a million viewers. Other than that, wah, wah. <laughs> so 15 viewers, cool. So I want you to Nine. pick your favorite paranormal experience and tell us about that and then afterwards i want to talk to you and kat about the house that we lived on in inez where you got to witness a lot of the stuff that kat and i did yes but right. first, first first tell us yours okay so um i work in a hospital and kat you do too and as a matter of fact the hospital that kat and i both worked at oh, yeah. was extremely haunted it really was and so it, this is actually like more than one story just because it's in the same area. So the, the NICU where Kat and I worked at, it used to be a long time ago. It used to be an, um, an old ICU yes. for adults. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one night, Michelle and I used to work night shift and you know, we all do our time as night shift, but um, 
I was really into all of the paranormal and I had downloaded this EVP app on my phone and I thought, oh, it's so badass. We're going to catch some stuff. And Michelle had this uh, app where she could record on her phone. And I'm like, you know what? It's, It's two in the morning. Weird stuff happens. Now, Kat, correct me if I'm wrong, but pot eight freaking haunted stay the fuck it away does. from pot eight weird what happened stuff. In like pot one okay so one night it flashed die 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 on the, on the at, and then they changed the clock out and the second <laughs> one said die die die, 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 we had die. Four, so 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 y'all are talking about like, like the digital clocks where it's yes, like the, a digital where, clock. they changed yes. out the they batteries, batteries still flash yes. flash die 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 changed die, out die, the clock die. same thing happened it flashed it's die 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 they wanted to have to go to like a hand clock because they were sick of it flashing die 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 no matter what clock they put in there do you think it was a manufacturer with a sick, twisted sense of humor? We had four no, babies no, no. die in there four in what, like a six-week time frame or something? It was, it was fast. Quickly, yeah. It was fast. Yeah, it was It was pretty bad. So anyway, um, I'm in that room, and we're like, something is in this room, blah, 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 and I'm doing, and this the EMF on my phone is like pinging off the chart, right? And I'm like, Michelle, ask it. What is it doing? And and Michelle is my best friend. She's the nurse practitioner that's there. And she's like, finally, she goes, tell me who you are. We don't hear anything. The thing like peeks out and then it dies. And then I don't get anything in the whole room. And I'm like, oh, weird. Let's listen to it. Now, night shift has a predominance of Filipinas there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so we go up to the station, the nurse's station in the front, and we rewind what Michelle had recorded and you hear Michelle go, tell me who you are. And we hear, I am Dr. Dejamoa. (gasps) He died of a heart attack. Holy shit. He died of a heart attack. Like two weeks before Michelle still has the recording. Oh shit. And the Filipinos are like, we're never going in that room. That gave me chicken skin. Shit. That's scary. Oh my God. I loved him though. That's fucking creepy. Oh, Loved him though he was such an amazing doctor. Oh, that is so sad. He, oh, he had a heart attack him. right there in the freaking unit. No, no, no. He went running. Had, had he had just gotten off and decided he was going to take a little run Ooh. and ran and got into his driveway and collapsed in his driveway. Oh, really? Because I was working in Austin. Was, holy yeah. shit! Regardless was, when or where, yeah. he was already long gone. When that yeah, was, he had passed because it was it was like maybe two or three weeks before that 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 had happened but Holy yeah crap. that so i know Pat could appreciate because we both know that that damn hospital so, is very haunted during we had the the die 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 thing happen so we had a hurricane come through corpus when i was right. working in that nicu and i was a part of the skeleton mm-hmm. crew so i was there for mm-hmm. the hurricane we had to keep mm-hmm. a crew there in case someone dropped a baby mm-hmm. i Ru- did the hurricane crew that one exactly other yep. in room eight right we had yeah. the we had the clock flashing die die die, but they got sick of it and they were like, oh, we're leaving it during because it's the hurricane. We have no babies in there. They've already cleared the babies right. out. We're right. there just in case. Right. I hear someone in that room whispering, and I went to the nurses station. I was like, yeah, there's a uh, someone in there whispering. Like I can't I can't figure out, but I swear I hear it. And one mm-hmm. of the nurses goes, oh, it's probably the mom. She said she was looking for the pumping room. I showed her where it is. Her baby's in room eight. And, um, <laughs> and I did, uh, what's her name? Uh, a leader or whatever. It was like, uh, mm-hmm. 
no all the babies were are gone the last one left an hour ago she goes no 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 mm-hmm. there was a mom like not 10 minutes ago asked me where the mm-hmm. where the pumping room is because her baby's in room eight she's like there's no baby in room eight and she's like mm-hmm. so was there shit. no mom no moms no moms no, mom, no, baby. no mm-hmm. moms no babies had been in that unit for over an hour and she was mm-hmm. like Oh, and her face turned white and it was like, oh, uh-huh. it was an instant realization. The mom uh-huh. wasn't there. There was no mom. Yeah. When I uh, when I worked in California, the children's hospital in California, we had this this one room. OK, so I was working in the peeps ICU and uh, this little kid woke up. We were weaning him so we could extubate and. Uh, he woke up and you know how kids when they're scared their eyes get like real big now yeah. I take that with a grain of salt because I work in pizza I have a and he's got a tube down his throat what What does excubate mean pull the Ex- tube out of their lungs we pull the tube out got of the it, lungs thanks. <laughs> right. so, yeah, y'all, y'all so, got to remember to dumb it down for us stupid people okay, us laymen. So, well yeah. the rest of it will be totally dumbed down awesome thank so, you um I don't think anything of it, right? And then he's like, when we extubated him, when we pulled the tube out, he goes, there's this little girl that keeps sitting on the edge of my bed. She was messing with the ventilator. And I was like, uh, okay, well, we'll tell her to go away. That was you know, really and you good just kind of blow it off. And the next night, I come back to work, and I'm the charge. I'm a house charge. And I have one of the the RTs tell me, I need you to take oncology. I'm not doing it. I'm like, why? And he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, why? And he goes, well, because when I went up there, I saw this little kid and he was running. And so I went into the room where he was running and then he ducked behind the bed and I went back there and he's not there because there's nobody in there. I'm not going there. And I went, okay, fair enough. So I kind of just blow it off. Right. Again, I'm like, oh, creepy but I'm going to blow it off. Well, then the next night I'm house charge again. And they're like, Kathy, I need you to, uh, I need you to call because the room in oncology, same room. Uh, this dad is sitting outside the door with his child and said, that room is haunted. I want another room. I was like, excuse me. He said, no, there's a, there's a little girl in there that is trying to play with my kid. I'm not going in there. Turns out two days before the dad had asked of the son when we excavated him and he told his dad and the dad freaked out. So the dad had a priest come in and bless that area. The ghost just dropped down one floor because he's ICU was on the fourth floor and then oncology was on the third floor. So it was the same room, but just one room down. So, so he half-ass exercised it. It was kind of like well, he, he just got- said, "Just don't come into this room." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, yeah, you're you're getting some light cardio. I'm not gonna fully exercise you. <laughs> We're not going full Peloton on you, or P90X. You're just it, gonna, it, like- it might be a matter of what you pay for. Maybe it was maybe it was a half-off deal. You know, so <laughs> which exorcism do you want? Do you want the full price said, or the half? Cheap-ass Catholic priest, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that whole that whole month in L. Forget it was October, and that whole month of October was really weird in the hospital for whatever reason. Yeah, so we had all of that happen, and then I was down in the rehab unit. I went to go suction a patient, right? 
and and all of a sudden, you ever feel like somebody's looking all the hair on the back of your neck stands up and you feel like a oh, little yeah. Oh, yeah. burning sensation, right? Oh, yeah. So the charge nurse and I are in there and he's facing me and all I feel is like all the hair standing up on the back of my neck. He looks at me as I'm suctioning this kid who's, who's trach and I hear behind me and I see out of the corner of my eye that the, that the IV pole moved behind me up against the wall. Well, I thought maybe the parent was in the room, but his eyes got kind of big and he's like, you done? And I was like, yeah, I'm done. And we walked out and I said, was the mom back there? And he goes, no, I literally just watched that whole IV pole move behind you to the wall. Oh, I'm shit. not going in there the rest of the night. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not either now. It was like, Thank to the you. IV, to the wall, Stop. to the wall. So, Kathy, <laughs> on that, on that same hospital that you were talking about that we've both worked at, I've had a few other experiences. Um, right. Fourth floor used to be when it first opened uh, was a peds unit before the children's hospital got finished and everything. And then right. after that, everything got moved over there. So mm-hmm. one night I was working nights uh, and I was on the fourth floor and a nurse and I were just laughing, carrying on, drinking coffee in the hallway, whatever. And we see this kid running in and out of the at, like if you go to the fourth right. floor and it's that first hallway to the right at the very end, the last room on the left. And we're mm-hmm. like, there is some freaking kid going in and out of that room. It's past visiting hours, like two o'clock in the morning. Like, what the fuck are they doing? So we're finally like, she's like, I got to do something like uh, the chargers is going to be pissed if I just let them run in and out. She's like, will you go with me? I don't want to be like the bad person. Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll go with you. No one's in the fucking room. The room's empty. There's not a guest. Right. There's not a visitor. So, <laughs> so we're like, Oh shit. Like we just saw this kid for the past 30 minutes running in and out of this damn room. So we go to the mm-hmm. nurse's station freaked out. So, and of course it's a Filipino charge nurse and she's like, okay, look, I will never go there again. Yes. She's like, okay, look, this is what happened. She goes, don't fuck with me. It's not funny. And she's like, I'm not joking around. She goes, <laughs> she's like, I swear to God, you've got to be kidding me. This used to be a pediatric unit. Oh my God. And she's like freaking out. So we're like, holy shit. So like uh, right, but it wasn't during the hurricane. Maybe it was. No, it was. A, it was after the hurricane. So again, I was working nights, using the bathroom off the lobby, first floor. You know, nurses. We find alternate oh, that bathrooms. Place is crazy. No shit. I'm gonna tell you. No shit. So I was in, in there. Like somebody is there. I was in there, and I even called JD afterwards. I was in there. Okay, that's the place we shit <laughs> at night. Shut up. Sleeping. So I hear someone praying in the stall next to me. So I look down. There's no feet. I'm like, all right. (laughs) So then I'm like doing my business. And I'm like, I hear someone praying again. I look down. No fucking feet. And then I'm like, what? All right. So I'm like wiping. And then I hear the toilet flush. No, fuck that. I'll wash my hands in the Nikki. I'm out. So I start bolting. As I'm going out the door, someone's coming in. I literally go, shitter's haunted. And as I'm running, this girl was thinking I lost my freaking mind. So now that's like, that became a thing. I literally went back to Nikki and I'm like, there's this happened. And someone was praying. And then, and I'm like explaining this. So this became a thing. Shitter's haunted. And like last, years later, they were still talking about this shit. <laughs> is the shitter haunted? Yes. They talk about this the shit. The fucking shitter uh-huh. is haunted. Okay. The shitter's haunted. <laughs> On the first floor mm-hmm. of Bay Area. I'm sorry. It is. So so 
everybody here, uh, uh, Poe, Kathy, you, I have all shared stories. And, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier about how you and I are what we call uh, skeptical believers. And then I made some bullshit off comment uh, humor, but I never got to explain. So, so I will try to do anything I can to disprove whatever we think is a haunting mm -hmm. or whatever is haunted, paranormal, whatever. And, <clears throat> and like we've cat and I have gone and we've rented out um, abandoned hospitals for the night, like from that date back over a hundred years, like the crazy ones that, the, yes. that have been on TV shows that I'm not going to name. Cause I'm not going to give them the free fucking publicity and because they did a shitty job. And they did real, a really shitty job, but we did yes. like, we did um, a lot of EVP stuff. Like uh, in person, there wasn't a lot that happened that couldn't oh, be written off about... or at least justified. But but the way we do it when we do EVPs is we'll have our own headphones on. We're playing it. And if either one of us hear it, hears something, all right, stop, rewind. We rewind it. We play it. We do not tell each other what we hear because that gives you the power of suggestion. If, if I exactly. say, right I down. heard, order me a fucking Big Mac, her brain's already going to have that preconceived notion. Mm -hmm. So you don't hint at all. That way it... it it's not scientific, mm -hmm. but at least makes it more scientific. Um, you know, if there's photographs, you know, what can it possibly be before it can be a ghost, a spirit, a demon, an angel, um, a, yeah, yeah, a manaloni or whatever the Hawaiian thingies were? Uh, you know, <laughs> lever, you guys are we're both, yeah. Uh, I, I know that you guys are skeptics, but I, I just have to interject here. I, so the day that Randy died, Randy is our brother, right? Is so it, the day that he died, yes, we were all sitting on the front porch. The lights? All of us. Is this the light story? And, oh, there's all yes, kinds of. Yes, we were all sitting on the front porch. What? I said, let her tell a story. <laughs> oh, yes. So we're all sitting on the front porch and the phone rings and it's one of our brother's friends calling from Iraq. And all I hear is JD's side of the story, which is JD answers the phone and he's like, no, this isn't a joke. No, no, he really died this morning. He passed away. He was, he was struck and killed. And right when he said that, my brother's truck headlights, not JD, but my older brother, his headlights from his pickup truck flicked on. We all saw it. It was my two children sitting next to me. My dad sitting next to me. JD was on to the right of me. Cat was next to him. Scott was there. My older brother, yeah. best friend. Yeah, Cat was next to JD, and then Scott was standing up right next to the, to the and leaning up against the post. Yeah. And Scott goes, "Those were not on because I parked my motorcycle in front of his truck. It was. So I know on. that they were not on. But you know what's and even then, more weird? Well, and then, and then I said, your dad, dad pulled the JD, keys JD, in the pocket. JD, right. I said, Dad, did JD, you, did you see it? I, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but what what so made it more I, dissettling besides just the lights turning said, on you, was I the fact that you. there was no bugs, no sound, nothing, no trees, no right. birds. Kathy, go ahead. Yeah, so I looked at Dad, who was sitting next to me. I said, "Dad, you have you have the keys in your pocket. Did you hit something?" He goes, "No, I don't think so." And he got up and he walked to the truck and he said, "The truck doors are locked." And so he, he lifted the handle and he said, no, they're definitely locked. So he hit the unlock button and the damn light switch had been clicked to the on position. He had to click it over two spots. 
to turn it into the on position. Yes. Now, mind you, that was like four hours after our brother had passed away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we all looked at each other and we went, holy shit, he's trying to say like, I'm okay, you know? <laughs> and then uh, my cell phone kept having all the streaky, weird pictures. I mean, you could write it off on so many things, but just the timing of it made it very eerie. But with, with the whole lights thing, as I was saying, like there was no birds, there was no wind, there was no crickets no, no, like it was death. dead silent mm-hmm. like completely right. still and that's what made it more unsettling was yeah. just that was just that it was so still in I, I believe it. I believe you know. I, I believe it. So you know, when, when, as you call yourself a skeptic, I believe that there are um, things that we probably can't explain of people that have passed away, whether it was four hours earlier or whether it was ten years earlier, that actually do try and communicate. I believe that. My grandmother had a mm-hmm. circumstance where she, her, um, her son-in-law, my my aunt's husband, passed away um, from cancer, um, probably I don't know three months earlier, and my grandmother had borrowed twenty dollars from him at some point, and she sweared. Well, she swore up and down. She's passed now, but she swore up and down that she was at home by herself one night, and the phone rang. And it was her son-in-law asking for that twenty dollars back, and he had been dead three months already. Oh shit! <laughs> Did he lose a bet in, in, in heaven? Like a bad poker? No, no was an idea. But 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 that couldn't even be a joke because 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 my my grandmother said nobody knew that. Like that was no. not something that they would have put out in yeah, the open. Yeah, that's not and common knowledge. And even if they had put that out in the open that she had borrowed that money from him. Who mm-hmm. would have called to say, give me the $20 back? There was nobody in the family or outside of the family that would have done that to my grandmother. And then have yeah. you ever had a dream? Have you ever had a dream where somebody that's in your life has passed away, but they come into your dream and yes. you, know, you know they're dead. You know they're dead and oh, yeah. they communicate with you. They know they're but dead. there might be other. Yeah, they know they're dead. And you guys yeah. just go about a normal. My grandfather has conversations with me. I swear, probably at least three times a year. And there will be other people in my dream, like my mother or somebody. My grandma, my grandfather will be there and I'll be talking to him in the dream. And my mother, this is her father, will be freaking out in the dream going, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're you're hurting me emotionally or, you know, she's crying. I'm, I'm talking to talking to grandpa here and she's like he's not there and that's all in my dream but he's saying mm-hmm. she can't see me it's just yeah this is weird stuff it's like is that between my ears no no, no i get I that know. about the dreams yeah oh yeah oh yeah my, my, my dad came to us in the in well he our dad came to me in a dream my mom couldn't find we had this christmas angel that went on top of the tree right yeah every year it was there and my dad always put it there and Mom was crying. She's like, I can't find it. I can't find it. Now, mind you, dad had been gone, what, J.D., about two years, two years. at this point? Or two Christmases and, at least, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two Christmases. And mom had just started dating somebody. And uh, I I went to sleep, and I, I woke up the next day, and I had told everybody. I said, uh, dad says, he's, he, I, I had a dream. He came to me last night, and he said, you're not going to find the angel because you have to make new memories. And mom was like, well, that's preposterous. We're not going to do that. I'm, and she went through everything to try and find that darn angel that go on top of the Christmas tree. Never found it, right? 
So she goes out and her and Ken buy a new angel and they put it on the tree and or maybe it was a star. I don't remember. But, it's a star. Yeah, it's a star now. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. Re- regardless, it's irrelevant. She she never found it. Well, when I was helping her put everything away and pack everything away, guess guess what was there? That damn angel was sitting on top of all the lights and everything. How the hell she pulled all the lights out and never saw the angel? I have no idea. But it was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, Mom, he's trying to tell you it's okay, move on, you know. One of those kind of things. And that's, that's kind of how I took it. And for me, it gave me peace and it gave me kind of some solace, you know, just like seeing the lights turn on with Randy. It gives me peace and solace. Weird things happen my whole life. I mean, my, my children have had the same imaginary friend, Mouse, over in California. Nick had it and it freaked me out. He was like four and he's like, mom, Mouse wants me to trade what did you call it? Dimensions with him. And I was like, uh, the answer is no. That's hell no. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, he was like, okay. Oh, and that Deegan. Was yeah. That, that completely reminded me of, of Deegan. our middle son. Let me, let me tell a story yeah. for once. You, Damn. You've been, you've been telling all those hospital stories. All I those. told the hospital <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Tell that. I and mean, then, it really is. I mean, our kids, I, I swear to you. After I tell my mom's kids story. and my kids, they have these things where they do. And things just are attractive because Heidi had the same yes, person, the exact same, same mouse. Yeah, same mouse. And then, and then she said that she would go and babysit at your house. And you'll have the same damn little friend over at your house. That cat is paranormal. You have a huge pussy, Pope. <laughs> So For those of you doing the audio oh version God. and not the video, yeah, like he it? just held up this gigantic kitty. Not- huge fucking That's like a, at least Shit. a 10 pound cat. So I'm going to let JD talk about our son Deegan and him seeing extra what, things, uh, but Oh yeah, he saw Randy. Remember yeah, that? Yes, but I'm going to tell my mom's thing real fast. So my mom worked night shift for years like I did and she was asleep one day during the day because she worked nights and had a dream. Her mom came to her and said that she had died. I've died. I want you to know I'm happy. I'm okay. I, I went without pain. And I just want you to know I'm in a better place. I'm going to be waiting for you and your sisters. And I want you to know I'm okay. And my mom's like, but you're not sick. Like you're, you're not dead. You're not sick. This isn't real. She goes, it's real. I love you. I want you to know I'm okay. I want you, I want to give you that peace. I want you to give that peace to your sisters. So my mom woke up and she's like, that is the craziest dream I've ever had. My mom's not even sick. Her sister called her two hours later. Her mom had died four hours prior. Her mom died while my mom was sleeping. Ooh. My mom had a dream that her mother came to her and she she's like, there's no way I could have known. She's like, my mom wasn't chronically sick. She wasn't sick. Like, yeah, she had health problems. Every older person has health problems. But I was a baby at the time. She's like, I that was the farthest thing from my mind was that my mother was going to just die. My mother, my grandmother took a nap on the couch during the day and died in her sleep. And my, there's wow. no way my mother could have known that. No way. So we've got a couple nurses here, right? Or a couple nurse, doctor. I'm not medical, totally sure, but, yes. Okay, medical. All right. <laughs> Listen, okay. So you ever seen my big fat Greek wedding? You ever seen that yes. movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, that's my mother's side of the family. That's the way I grew up when I was a kid, right? So it was, it was pinchy cheeks and it was, you know, in any case, um, my great grandmother and her daughter, my great aunt, my, my great grandmother got 
older, into her 80s and 90s, she was living with my aunt. She never could stand her son-in-law. Hated him. Couldn't stand him. And said, he will die before I do. And said that for years, you know, off and on. Told her daughter, he will die before I do. This was was it like was it like a prophetic tone, or was it like tongue in cheek? Like, all right, this motherfucker is gonna die before. Me. Like, was it like? <laughs> well, she would never say it. She would never say it in front of him. You know, she would say he's gonna go before I do. I will be on this earth still when he's gone because oh, she just didn't like him. Now these are old school. Old school. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Armenians, but it's like Greek. You know, it's, a, oh, it's just yeah. sort of old world, old world culture. Yeah. Anyway, they both died same house, same night. <gasps> she died thirty two minutes after he did. That's no <gasps> bullshit. What the That's no fuck? bullshit. It's my. It's, it's no bullshit. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> oh, in, it's, in the in, in the house. In the house was my aunt. Or my great aunt, her husband, who, was, who had passed away, their daughter, who was there with them, and Holy her mother, her, my, my great-grandmother. And she died 32 minutes after he did in the same house at home, not even in the hospital, at home. Jeez. That is nucking futz. So, Kathy, thank you for coming on. We're going to let you go because we're going to be calling Mark and get the story of his brother. Uh-huh. But thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. See you, sir. Love Bye, you. We'll Kathy. talk to you later. Bye. All right. So before you call Mark, go ahead and tell him about our son, Deegan. So, yeah, um, our son, our our middle son um, was born. um, I was in the oil fields at the time and I actually couldn't get relieved off of the rig that I was on that was in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. We were living in South Texas. It was like a 12 hour drive from from door to door from where I was working and I couldn't get relieved in time. And my brother um, got to make it. And my brother was, was he had, he had done, he was on R and R actually, because he did seven years in Iraq as, as a contractor. Yes. Um, and Randy was my friend before I even got with JD, before I even met, he's the one that introduced me to JD really. Like we'd met once before, but didn't remember, but him and I were, were close. So, so Randy made it to, our son's he birth. He took me to the hospital to get and, to give birth to our middle son. And w- literally one day of one day apart changed our son's name because if he would have yes. been born the day before, his middle name would have been Patrick, they, and because it would have been St. Patrick's day, day. After, if it, so, one day after it would have been St. Patrick's Day. You said one day before. Yeah, if yes. he would have been born one day before, it no. would have been St. Patrick's Day because St. Patrick's Day is the 17th. Our son was born on the 18th. No, our son was born oh on... Okay, yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, yes. Let Continue. Just fucking tell the story. Trying to tell the story. Make another drink. <laughs> That's why this show is cool. Yes, if he was born on St. Patrick's Day, he would have been Deegan Patrick, but he was born on the 18th, which made him Deegan Scott. Which was named after my brother's middle name, and plus he got to be there. So I, I honestly think that it's those everything happens for a reason scenarios. I didn't get off work so that my middle son could have my brother's name share that name with him my brother's killed and he lives on through my son so and randy was there when deegan was born you didn't make it until uh hours yeah, yeah, after. Was, so was, randy was one of the first ones to hold deegan and everything so it was so so yeah it was, it was very fortuitous yeah and so 
when my brother was killed, it my uh, I think Deegan was maybe three. Two. He was two. Because he was... Um, yeah, he wasn't quite three yet. Yeah. It was, he was just yeah. shy of three, yes. um, doing the math now. Yes. Um, well, we were... Um, as he grew up, within the next year or so, he is learning to talk more. He's starting to conjugate his verbs and use um, full sentences and things like that. He, and he keeps talking about Uncle Randy. And, and we talked about Uncle Randy a lot yeah. inside the household. We wanted his memory to be... Passed, passed on, on to cherish, um, keep him alive in spirit and heart and all that good stuff. But he starts describing um, injuries. The the injuries, the the where the the fractures were, where the cuts were. And look, we had another son who was five when when Randy passed away. Five years old when Randy passed away. He didn't even know the injuries that Randy sustained during the accident. Cause we didn't talk about it. Yeah. We didn't let the kids at the funeral, even, even though the, I, I do have to give the, the funeral people props. They did really good on you his wouldn't makeup have known and stuff. Where his yeah. injuries were. That's very valid. But they weren't at the funeral. We didn't no. discuss a lot of things no, around the kids ever. at all. Um, and it was just really eerie. And then he would start having conversations with uncle Randy, but he would be like, mom, it, you know, it's it's Uncle Randy, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't remember Uncle Randy. No, he looks like this, but there's something wrong with his neck. He's got a big bump in his We're neck. We're like, what? Wow. Like, there's something wrong with this neck. And then they're right here on his, like, right here. And was pointing to the clavicle. And he's like, and it's bumped up there, too. Well, yeah, he broke his neck and broke his clavicle during the accident. There's no way he could have known that. None. No way. Wow. No Freaking way under God's green and earth, he would have known he broke his neck and fractured his clavicle. No fucking way in hell. And what's weird though is 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 like all the movies and the stories and the books and the novels, the graphic novels, whatever the case. It, it's like as soon as a kid gets a certain age, they lose. Yeah. Some kind of a, a the sixth sense, as it was called in that movie. But um, whatever that that feeling or the that open. sight or that insight become is more closed-minded yeah it's like and, and and as he grew that went away he didn't yeah, he have those talking. conversations he stopped anymore. talking to uncle randy yeah and mm. and it, i don't know if it was uncle randy moved on or if or he grew out of it we're not sure he grew which, out of it yeah. or if it was just strange coincidence that his imagination gave these stories that just happened to, like i i honestly can't we can't explain it explain it but it's just really it. really weird yeah, but there's no way. There's no way. But there's we're like, gonna move on. We're gonna go ahead and. Uh, it's like, it's like unsolved mysteries. Right. Oh, fuck you. I kid you not. I was so worried. Uh, oh, uh, growing up at like eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, I was so worried that somebody was gonna break into my window and steal me. That to this day, that I would actually sleep with my. I tried to make my feet as flat as I could. And then I put the pillow over my head to make it look like my bed was made and nobody was in there. And yes. obviously, if in hindsight, if I were looking at a kid laying in a bed, I would fucking know they were there. 
Yeah. But me, I was trying to make it look as though nobody was in that bed. So, yes. so if some boogeyman looked through the window and wanted to kidnap me, they'd see it was an empty room. So we, we started dating and we moved in together and stuff. Like we got engaged and moved in together. Then it was, uh, yeah, can you sleep on that side of the bed? Because that's closer to the window. Yeah, I, I, I can't sleep by my windows. My dream house has no windows in, so the, in sure the bedroom. So sure as shit, it just happened <laughs> that every place we've lived in, the same side, the right side of the bed, I sleep and that's always closest to the freaking window. No, can't do so, it. Yeah, because he's funny still to this day. Forty something year old man and can't sleep next to a fucking window. <laughs> it's funny how <laughs> shows it's funny how shows stay with you. You know, when I was a kid it was the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz, you know. And yeah. But, but my wife's from England and she tells me about the child snatcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where they would, oh, they would come through and steal kids and try and lure them in with candy and stuff like that. Oh, we're, still traumatized. we're still traumatized 40 years freaking later, 50 years later. What the hell are they doing I'm traumatized by spiders. My parents were, my dad was a paramedic, my mom was a nurse, my, and they had books, you know, medical books in their closet as I was growing up. And I was looking through and I somehow, and I remember this, I was young and I mean young, like four or five years, I don't even know. And I was looking through and I see these pictures of spider bites. And to this day, I am fucking terrified of spiders. They're trying to fucking kill me. So, okay. well, let's give a Mark a call real quick. He had a, he had some, some insight on some Hawaii stuff he as does. well. And some, uh-huh. some interesting stories about his brother as well. So we're going to go ahead and give Mark a call. And that's Mark with a C for anybody that cares. Cause Mark with a K can go fuck himself. Ooh. This is Mark with a C. How do you Mark with the C at the beginning. Cark. Cark. <laughs> oh, not that kind of. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hello. what's going on, Mark? Mark? What's up, Mark? Just sitting here enjoying the show, loving it. And uh, I'm sorry y'all called me because it's getting late and I'm trying to go to sleep and finish my drink. But oh, anyway, shit. here we are. So, just, so real quick, just give us a quick us rundown of, of your story and we'll let you off the air. And we got to start wrapping up soon. Anyways, we yeah. both got to get up in the morning. And Absolutely. I saw, I have to finish. Okay. Nine beers. Uh, we lived in Hawaii. My dad was in the Navy. He was stationed Pearl Harbor. And I was 12. My brother was 13. And he went on a hog hunt with a youth group. And they were up in the mountains hunting hog. The kid that was part of the youth group, got a hold of the twenty two rifle. Oh no. And was playing down with it. Was and shot him in the pierced the top of his upper left and pierced the top. Uh, uh, and I was dead asleep. My daughter my sister was asleep. Oh, we're we're losing you, Mark. I don't hey, know if Mark, it's we're my, losing signal. I don't know if it's my signal or yours, but um, what did you miss? Okay, where did the where did the bullet pierce him, and then on, and then at, thereafter? Okay, it went through the top of his left lung. Oh, oh, and uh, uh, my mom comes running. We we were in a two two story uh, base housing. My mom comes running down to my room and grabs me and my sister and says, we got to go to the hospital right now. Michael's been shot. And uh, she just recalled, just had a call from, I don't remember who, the hospital or something. 
but after all this happened and whatnot, she told me that she knew it. She woke up the minute it happened because they placed the time and everything. They were up in the mountains and it took like an hour and a half to get him off the mountain. They were up there hogging and they got him to, what's it? Have you been to Hawaii? Um, yeah, what's I was really young though. Uh, Diamond Head. The big pink hospital, military hospital up there. I used to know the name of it, but I'm old and don't remember shit. And, uh, we went up there and, uh, we got up there just about the time he did. We were in the in the emergency room. And they glanced it, and the bullet came flying out of it. And I remember hearing, I didn't see it, but I remember hearing one of the nurses scream and run away. And uh, long story short, brother's fine. He lived, you know. Was it? And he died. Oh. Huh? Was it Tripler? Tripler yeah. Army Medical? Tripler Middle. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He died of cancer like five years ago. Oh, wow. And my oh, mom wow. said, my mom said her in the dream and consoled her and said, I'm fine. I'm in heaven. Everything's great. But my mom's side of the family has, has always been very, um, spiritual and religious and there's there's things that people on my mom's side of the family that perceive and just like all the same and saying you know, uh, ghost family members and, and dreams and so on and so forth especially with my grandma on my mom's side but anyway my knew she told me later on she knew the minute that's crazy. Yeah, there's wow. there's definitely parts of our brain that have powers that that I'm sure well, we will never comprehend. I don't care how much scientific study. Well, even is you, done. like, oh, so JD didn't have JD and I. I mean, we've been married for a long fucking time. Of course, you're gonna have problems. But we got to the point in our marriage that I felt like I was doing everything. He didn't. He felt like he needed a break because he was in the oil field. So when he was home, he just wanted to rest. I wanted help with the kids because I was working full time and taking care of the kids. Well, one day he wakes up, and he's a different person. He wakes up and he's helpful and he's driven and he's like, we're going to budget and we're going to get our credit better and we're going to buy a house and just all of a sudden just completely different. And I was like, what the fuck I'm like, what the, he's budgeting me. And I'm like, you're the fucking spender. Like, wait a minute, what's happening? He goes, he goes, I had a dream that Randy came to me and told me that I was on the wrong path. And that there were things that I needed wow. to do for my family because they were more important than me. And I have to do this. And he's like, no questions asked. It wasn't like a, hey, maybe you should. No, there was no option. There was no question. It was, Randy told me to do this and I'm going to do this. And then I asked him later, like, dude, what the fuck exactly did he say to you? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. There's been, but there's been I, countless occasions of my dad and my brother visiting me in my dreams or dream state or whatever you want to call it with, with whatever your belief is. Um, and, and I honestly could not tell you if, 
if it's like a psychological thing where my brain is working out the problems that I'm stressing out about. Yeah. Or if it's literally Them the, the two people that I looked up to the most coming and being like, hey, motherfucker, you're being stupid. Straighten your shit up and get your shit straight. <laughs> Jiminy fucking cricket. Before I come down there and I put my fucking size 10 in your ass. Hey, Cat, you know, uh, uh, what, what comes to my mind, Cat, is Randy gave you an opportunity here. So the next time you want JD to do something that he doesn't like doing... Go talk to Randy for a few right? and see if he can work that I, out for you. I, oh, oh, you are cool, but you can go fuck yourself now. I'm like, Randy? <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> so there's this running joke where I pray to God, God, me again. I'll be like, Randy, me again. Um, my yep, sexual yep. appetite is increasing as I get to 40. Can you make JD put out more? Thanks. That's where my head was. That's where my head was, but I don't know you guys well enough. So anyway, yeah, Randy's there for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Mark, man, I, I definitely appreciate that story. I, um, so I want to hear more about yes, that next time we, uh, we meet up over some bourbon. Definitely, um, thank you. I'm gonna go and let no you problem, go dude. so you can start getting your your nighttime routine Just going. I gotta get up for work, sleep. so yeah. uh, we definitely finish my drink and I'm gonna finish the show with y'all. Awesome, and then I'm gonna go to bed. So. Sounds good. Well, we definitely appreciate thank you taking you. the phone call. Thanks, Have Mark. Have a good one, man. <laughs> thank you. All right, bye. Well, Paul, right. we're going to have to say goodbye to you because we're going to be closing up shop here. So, uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Poe, thank you for joining us, especially on short notice. It was, it was just really cool that you just happened to comment on the post <laughs> about wanting to, to share your stories. Um, I definitely want to get to know you more, know more about your Absolutely. business. Absolutely. We're uh, going to have to have you on the show again. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> thank, thank everybody for tuning in. I think he's hitting on you. <laughs> so uh i just want to thank everybody for tuning in we got some really exciting things coming up um we actually just recently partnered with knucklehead media which is doing also of course all sorts of cool stuff they're going to be doing um, a lot of post um post production post production editing remastering we're going to be on all the major um podcast hosting places soon yes, um sir. if you're binging our stuff after the fact like three weeks from now but you're listening to it now, but it's three weeks from now or whatever. Hey, and if you're inviting so people, the whole time loop thing. If you're inviting right. people, we appreciate it, but tell them to accept the rules. We don't allow them on there. So we have over 960 people pending. So we would have passed that thousand a year ago. Well, not even really, but still, like weeks ago, if, if they'd accept the freaking rules. Accept our rules. Yeah, accept the rules. Join the uh, Facebook.com slash fa uh, Join in shenanigans. Facebook.com slash Southpaws Laser. Oh my God. Southpaws Tales from the Barstool. Jesus Christ. Fuck me. And fuck everything I'm trying to say, right? Oh, I'll fuck you. <laughs> um, obviously, we can't do this without our sponsors. Thank you to uh, Southpaw Laser Concepts, Legion of Loan Officers, and of course, our newest sponsor, OMOG OM Construction out of Houston, Texas. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week with uh, and the week after with guests Josh Costner and Richard Kaufman. You do not want to miss these guys. Amazing stories of, of debauchery in their younger years, just like us. You've so, got to hear Nick's voice. It is, it is hot. Silky smooth. But uh, thank everybody for joining. We'll see you all next week, y'all. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Good night.